This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This episode is sponsored by Try Vegan, a vegan meal home delivery service that is nutritious and delicious and makes your life easier. Based out of New Jersey, they deliver throughout the Northeast. Check out more details on their website, tryveganmealprep.com. And you can get 25% off your first order with the promo code LITYOGA. So go vegan. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through safer and smarter movement patterns, so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Today is Monday Motivation, and the topic is building respect in relationships. During this pandemic time, people are probably spending more time with their partners, and we all hear about the stress this can cause if the relationship was not strong or rooted in a key element of success, which is respect. Relationships may, de- may be defined in different ways depending on who's involved, but all healthy relationships all depend on communication and they depend on respect. Many who grow up in a household like I grew up in that values respect are perhaps better poised to look for and create respectful relationships. But no matter how you grew up, where you were raised, you can still hold the bar high for what you want to give and receive in a relationship rooted in respect. I think we all think of love as being the most important element in a partnership, but without respect, your relationships won't flourish and may in fact extinguish or explode. Um, Dr. Peter Gray expands on this with this statement. It is useful, I think, to compare and contrast parent-child relationships with husband-wife relationships. And this could be husband-husband or wife-wife. This is a heteronormative conversation he's having, but you can apply this to any kind of partnership. In both of these, respect is absolutely essential for the relationship to work. Love without respect is dangerous. It can crush the other person, sometimes literally. To respect 
is to understand that the other person is not you, not an extension of you, not a reflection of you, not your toy, not your pet, not your product. In a relationship of respect, your task is to understand the other person as a unique individual and learn how to mesh your needs with his or hers and help that person achieve what he or she wants to achieve. Your task is not to control the other person or try to change him or her in a direction that you desire, but he or she does not. So that's a big, you know, that's a lot to chew on, but it makes sense. We wouldn't want somebody to control us. We wouldn't want to be controlling. That's not a form of love, and it certainly is not a form of respect. Prioritizing respect isn't just about avoiding a bad relationship like that, right? It's it's much more than that. It offers many positive benefits for you, for me individually, and for you and your partner as a couple. A respectful love relationship can help each of you as individuals. We know that when we've been in a healthy relationship. I know that from my 22 years of being with my husband, 19 and a half years of marriage, it really has given me a solid sense of myself and promoting my own growth and same for him. So it really helps you as individual humans. Respect is a feeling you have about someone, but it's also the way you behave and express yourself regarding that person. So it's really also a reflection of you. You know, we put out what we also will receive back. So to feel respected is to feel safe. So if we want to feel safe, we have to require that in our relationships. And then we have to give it as well. It also helps us feel accepted and valued. And then again, encouraged to be our highest, truest self. And I can speak from, again, being in a really respectful relationship. I know that my own growth has been so possible, not only because I have a lot of respect for myself and I was raised with that, but my husband really, he just values and encourages me to do anything I, I you know, want to do. And he honors me. We honor each other. And that is another part of being respectful. It's not 100%, of course, you know, um, but we want to, when we're in a long-term union, when you're in a marriage, when you're in a relationship, you want to feel that you're showing your person kindness and consideration. And it really helps to keep some key points in mind. And these are, of course, an acronym that I came up. These are ways to help you be more respectful towards your partner and also to hold the bar high for yourself and for what you want in the relationship. So I am not a therapist. I'm not an expert. I simply have been observing a lot. I come across lots of people who don't feel like they're being respected in the relationship. And what I'll often say is, well, what, what is your contribution to that? Because we have to hold the bar high for ourselves. We need to give respect in the relationship. And that is, in fact, a mirror for what we want in return. So this is an acronym for respect. R, this is really important, I think. Release fantasy-like ideas of partnerships. I think it doesn't always serve us to see all these movies and fairy tales and all this about everybody's getting along well and, you know, they're it's just all based on love and falling in love. And we need to release some of that. If we want a really strong partnership and just reframe, of course, we want love. Of course, we want passion. But we want 
to bring in that respect. So releasing some of the fantasy of it and really observing your person, your partner, his or her unique characteristic, like what makes them happy. Paying attention instead of projecting. So projecting, we often will project some of these ideas, these fantasy-like things. But paying attention instead of projecting will help, help us see more of what makes our partners uniquely them. E, engage. Tell your partner directly how much you value them and show them by keeping engaged, sharing activities, making time for them, but also allowing and fostering your own personal growth. So there's, you don't have to be glued at the hip and you don't have to like all the same things. It's actually kind of nice when you you know, have different interests, but engaging, that engagement is what helps us feel seen and cared for. And that's part of that respect, really being seen. S, support what your partner is doing, the accomplishments, the personal growth, the professional growth, and really letting them know that you're that you've got their back that you're there and because again we are we are two people so we might be you know look working on different things and that doesn't mean that just because your partner is working on something or aspiring to be something and that you don't get or understand but you can still support and really support you know it could be simply as Hey, let me know what you need, or hey, I'm doing this for you because I see that you're really having a lot of time management issues or, or working hard, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of this for you. You know, just little ways of supporting come really make such a difference. I know, like with my husband, he's he'll be really busy with something, and then I'll be really busy with something. And each of us try to check in. He does it really well, by the way, you know, like, Hey, is there anything you need? I'm going to go out to the store. Okay. So I'll go grocery shopping to help you out. What what do you need there? Just little, little nuggets of support show such respect that we're not just self-centered or (laughs) self-driven, which all of us can be right. Okay. P pause and practice kindness. So choosing respectful actions and then reactions are a huge glue to a relationship. And I know in past, I have been kind of reflexive in being combative, you know, like I'll be fine, I'll be fine. And then boom. And if I, I've noticed when I pause and I kind of think, okay, what's actually going on here? This has nothing to do with me. There could be like, my husband might not have slept well or is really busy and if I pause and practice kindness and choose a better way to respond or act, um, my behavior will then show my respect and then elicit that respect if I have a good partner, right? Which I do. So really being polite. And that's that pause and practicing because we all know, especially in the, again, where a lot of us are in clo- you know, closer quarters with each other during this time. And our loved ones are the easiest to kind of just, you know, let go on and unload on. And that's natural and normal. It isn't to say we're going to be perfect about that, but can we try and create some of the pauses and practice kindness? Because what we're doing is 
modeling what we want in return. And that's a really important key is we want to model. If I, if we're not pausing and we're not polite, then why would we, why would we get that back? Or it's, it's, um, so it's, it's a way of really, again, you're in a way projecting what you want, but it's for the good of everybody. E, encourage, be a cheerleader, be a cheerleader. We all need someone who's really got our back, who's really encouraging us through easy times, through rougher times, and just admiring, and you can do this with your partner, admiring them for who they are, not just what they do, but really who they are and encourage them. It's lovely to feel that you're supported in that way and that somebody is really clapping for you, you know, and encouraging you. That is a form of love that goes a lot deeper. Communicate is is C. Communicate, of course, this is big for all relationships. Communication is something that is, I think, like everything, a lifelong journey. We're never going to kind of get it. We'll get better at it. And and getting better at it is actually creating it. And this took me a while to realize. Like I was more someone who would kind of quietly stuff my feelings down and and then then they'd come out, you know, and that's but if we communicate little by little, we there's probably gonna be fewer times that there's gonna things are not gonna be exploding or something. So we wanna be able to communicate when things are rough just as much as when things are rosy. And that's again a practice. You communicate. And then you ask for that communication back. Obviously, some people are more wired for this than others. But if we model some of the things that we want, that communication, that check-in, how are you? Is, you know, just like super simple. But when we're in a relationship, sometimes we, again, skip over these daily bites of positive nutrition for the relationship to communicate. The T is turn the table and demand the same respect. Respect begets respect. And for anybody who's listening who's not in a marriage, who might be not even in a relationship, but has been in a relationship, think about your relationships. And did you hold the bar high? Did you turn the table and demand the same respect? Because, and some people don't have the what's comfortable to them. Like if you've grown up in an environment where there wasn't respect, while you can see logically, that's not what you want. Just like an abusive relationship, it's what you know and it's comfortable. So what you have to do is practice these elements, practice these elements of, of respect, of modeling it in your behavior. And you can model it with a friend. So you don't have to have being a love relationship. That's, of course, where a lot of practice comes up and a lot of growth comes up, but you can also grow in other relationships. So you can practice these elements with a friendship so that you get better at being respectful and demanding, commanding respect in return. It always bothers me when I see so many of my young women friends who are in relationships where they haven't really commanded the respect. And that is our responsibility. We have to be able to say, this is not what I want. This person is not treating me as I deserve to be treated. 
And I'm teaching this to my daughter, of course, but I'll teach it to my son as well. This goes both ways. You want to be in a respectful relationship. So even if you're not in a marriage or a long-term relationship or a short-term relationship, or it's a newer relationship, you can still practice this. You can practice it with your parents. You can practice it with your children. You can practice it with your friends. I think more than anything right now, globally, we need respect. We need respect for each other and we need to hold ourselves accountable for how we speak and how we act, for how we engage and how we support, how we communicate, how we encourage. Let's all work on really, really raising the bar for respect so we can build it in relationships and we can build it in the world. So that's my motivation today. I hope this landed for you and I would love to hear any feedback of what you found that has worked in terms of building respect in relationships. And as always, I am pulling for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.